Hey everyone, I'm Thanos Davelis, and welcome back to The Greek Current, a podcast by the Hellenic American Leadership Council and Kathy Merini, where we highlight the top stories of the day every afternoon with analysis from guest experts, policymakers, journalists, and health staff. In recent months, Greece appears to have welcomed more women fleeing Afghanistan than any other country. In just a matter of weeks, Athens has become the landing place for more than 700 of Afghanistan's female judges, lawmakers, journalists, and lawyers, together with their families. They arrived in Greece with the help of NGOs, international aid groups, and several individuals who were able to secure almost instantaneous authorization from Greek officials. Journalist Nektarias Damuli joins the Greek Current to discuss the campaign to get these women and their families from Afghanistan to Athens. We also look at where this decision by Greece to offer accommodation fits within the context of the government's broader approach to migration. Nektarias Damuli is a correspondent with Politico based in Athens, covering Greece, Cyprus, and the Balkans. Nektaria, welcome back on the Greek Current. Thank you very much for having me. Nektaria, Athens has become the unexpected home for the women of Afghanistan's deposed democracy. Who are these women that have turned Athens into a remote hub for Kabul's former political scene? And, you know, how did they arrive in Greece? Well, since the fall of Kabul, several NGOs, international aid groups, and several individuals have started a campaign to get people that are mostly in danger, and these are especially women in Afghanistan, to get them out of Afghanistan. These people represent the democratic society of Afghanistan and are no longer welcome there. And in fact, their life is at risk there. So several countries in the region, especially in the Balkans, small countries, have stepped up to offer a temporary accommodation to these people who are basically female judges. They are lawmakers, lawyers, journalists who are mostly in danger. It seems, though, that Greece in particular has welcomed more fleeing women than any other country. Athens is currently accommodating some 700 Afghan women together with their families, turning the city, as you said, into a remote Afghan hub. One individual that really helped to bring these women to Greece was Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis' wife, Mareva Grabowski. How integral was her role in this whole campaign? And can you talk about that campaign? Well, this detail came up as I was discussing the operation with Ahmed Khan, who is an American philanthropist, who was among those that helped coordinate uh, this weeks-long effort to get those people in Greece. He's one of the leading people that coordinated this effort. So back in September, Khan was trying to get a group of Afghans out of the country, and he needed both a transit country and a final destination for this group. Iran agreed to serve as the transit country, but that had its own challenge, as it is currently under U.S. sanctions. So one of the countries that was a possible destination in the region, it ruled out taking those people if they came through Iran, because they have straight relations with Tehran as well. So Khan texted the Greek prime minister's wife, Mareva Grabowski, who he says is a friend of his. He described how the situation was and that he had nowhere to take these people. So an hour later, Mareva got back to him and said, yes, we will take them. And as Khan says, he didn't even have to pitch these to Greece to explain in details why this is important. So Khan made a deal with the Greek government to cover the cost of the food and the health insurance for these high-profile evacuees. And a couple of hours later, he was talking with the Greek migration minister, Notis Mitaraki, who set up a WhatsApp group to coordinate this operation. This happened in late September, and since then, several groups of evacuees have arrived in the country. 
Natalia, while the world's leading countries, like the G7, for example, have not been as willing to act, small countries like Greece are really picking up the slack here. Why do you think this is the case? What could describe is true, and this is what Khan and other people that work to coordinate evacuations also say, as well as these Afghan women. They all say that they expected more from countries like the U.S. and from other big countries that have more resources, maybe. So the operation showed an openness from smaller countries and governments from smaller countries like Greece, like Albania, North Macedonia, Qatar. And this was missing from the world's biggest economic powers. What they wanted to remind the world, these people and especially these women, is that a lot of countries made a lot of money in Afghanistan all those years. And now they want to wash their hands and look for the next opportunity. Nektaria, the Greek government's quick decision to welcome these women and their families comes as Athens is also toughening its migration policy. Has this raised questions about Greece's overall policies on migration? Indeed, the Greek government is known for having a tough stance when it comes to migration. And this double standard system, I would say, has raised questions about what's the case behind this swift act of goodwill towards the hundreds of high-profile evacuees. And it was considered by many as a PR move by the government. We shouldn't forget that the government faces a lot of criticism from international rights groups over its migration policy, including allegations that it has mistreated asylum seekers or it has deprived them of their right to seek protection. And the European Commission has also called the authorities to look into reports on pushbacks. Specifically, after Afghanistan fell to the Taliban, Greece beefed up its patrol units, it erected surveillance systems, and it has expanded its border fence in the land borders with Turkey to intercept any Afghans fleeing to the EU. It also leaned on to EU itself to help foot the bill, even though Brussels have so far refused to do so. It has also started a campaign in the media in Afghanistan and the neighboring countries to let people there know that they're not going to be welcome to Greece. So this is, as we can see, is a completely different approach than the one we see towards these women. What did Greek officials tell you when you wrote the story about this decision, you know, to welcome these Afghan women and their overall efforts when it comes to processing refugees and asylum seekers? Well, from their side, Greek officials argue that they're focused on making sure migrants enter the country through safe and legal channels, as is the case here with these women. They say that this dual approach is exactly the migration policy that the government wants to follow. So helping people coming through legal channels and not with smugglers. Government officials told Politico that these people's lives were at immediate risk and members of their families have been killed. So they acted quickly with partners to bring them to safety in Athens. More broadly, the government notes and reminds that Greece is hosting 160,000 refugees and asylum seekers and is working tirelessly to process them. A government official, Nektaria, told you that Greece is working with respected third parties to identify Afghans that are facing Taliban reprisals. Should we expect more moves such as the one that we've been discussing? Well, it seems that there could be more, depending on what the needs are. There was recently, at first it was discussed that only these 700 people, uh, Afghan women and their families, would be hosted in Greece. But we saw that last week, another group of Afghans landed in Thessaloniki. So if there is need, I think that the Greek government would step up together with the partners to offer a temporary accommodation for these people. We shouldn't forget that most of these people want to 
travel further as most of the migrants arriving in Greece and they want to go to other countries, especially the US or Canada. Nectaria, you spoke to some of these women. What did they tell you about their time in Afghanistan, you know, the Taliban's takeover and what their plans are moving forward? Well, listening to the stories of these women is absolutely heartbreaking. They made so much effort all these years, as they described, to offer their country and especially the young girls in the country a better future, only to see all this effort collapse this summer. They say that corruption was the main reason that the country fell to the Taliban, that the people in Afghanistan, they were so disappointed with the government that they turned to the Taliban. They are also very disappointed with the Western powers. They said that they promised to help them fight the Taliban and they wouldn't leave them to their mercy. But when they took over the US, the EU and told their neighbors, they closed the doors. As I said before, they all want to move to another country and start a new life there. They would all prefer to go to the US or Canada and integrate, and they think that this place would serve them to fight to get their country back. They're all well-educated and they're highly qualified women, and they could be indeed an asset to the country that will get them. While these women were on you know, a high-priority list as a result of their positions in Afghanistan prior to the Taliban's takeover, there are countless others who live in fear of the Taliban but can't get out. What is their message to the international community on behalf of these people? Exactly. These women and their families, they are the like minority that got out. There are thousands and thousands of their compatriots that are still there and fear the Taliban. There are thousands of women like doctors, nurses, teachers that have signed up to the same vision as these women, the same vision that the U.S. came up with 20 years ago, but are currently not on anyone's priority list. So the women I talked to call on the U.S. and Europe to do more. Obviously, they say that not all 34 million people can be taken out of the country, but those that are in real danger who want to leave should be distributed to all countries across the world. And they also recall the 2015 migrant crisis during the Syrian civil war and what happened then when over a million people landed at Europe's borders. So they say that unless the Western world steps up and does more, they won't be able to stop new flows. Nektaria, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current again. It's great speaking with you. Thank you very much. In other news, the Greek government repeated on Monday that it has no plans for another lockdown amid anxiety over the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Government spokesman Ioannis Ikonomou said that any new measures to restrict the spread of the coronavirus will only concern the country's unvaccinated population. At a regular briefing on the pandemic on Monday, National Vaccination Committee Chair Maria Theodoridou underlined the importance of vaccination, adding that the committee will soon decide on whether to approve vaccination with Pfizer for children aged 5 to 11. Meanwhile, on Monday, Greece announced 6,677 new cases and 104 deaths over the preceding 24 hours. 657 patients are currently intubated in Greece's ICUs. Finally, following a volatile week that saw Turkey's lira fall to record lows, Turkish President Erdogan on Monday doubled down on rhetoric against interest rate hikes and defended a current policy track that he says will boost economic growth. The lira slid more than 4% in value against the U.S. dollar after the statements. Erdogan last week portrayed currency volatility as part of an economic liberation war that would eventually see Turkey become more competitive as an export hub, drawing new investments through lower labor costs, which are partly driven by the weaker lira. Over the weekend, reports indicated that Erdogan had ordered a probe that would look into whether currency manipulation was behind exchange rate fluctuations in November. 
that wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.